welcome back to another episode of Do It For Her. I'm your host, Brittany Fry, and today I am really excited to chat about the five dimensions of self-care. It's something that I stumbled across, and then the more that I was looking into it, I was like, oh, this is really interesting. And I think it just connected a lot of dots for me, so I'm excited to chat with you about that. But I do want to take a quick minute to just give you who are listening a little life recap. So it's nothing like super crazy, but I am getting ready for a few trips to Canada for work in the next couple of weeks. So I am trying to get some content done before the weeks that I'm traveling just so that I can have that ready and so that an episode can go out each of those weeks. It It's two or three weekends I could potentially be gone in Canada, which will be exciting, but I just want to make sure that I have everything ready before I go. So that's something that I'm looking forward to. And then I know I was not feeling the best the last couple of weeks, and I feel like I have a lot more energy this week, which is really nice, and I've needed it because with these trips to Canada for work, it's event-related. So I've been planning a lot of events, trying to get tons of details figured out for those, and so I've needed the energy, and I'm glad that it's back this week. I'm also looking for a new hair girl, somebody to come do my hair. So I'm a blonde and my last couple hairstylists that I went to, they've been great. And it's not like I bounce around from stylist to stylist, but I'm just looking for somebody that I really vibe with, that works well with me and that's excited when I come in. Not that my other stylist weren't, but we just didn't click right away. And because I like to get my blonde lightened up, I sit in this launcher for five or six hours. So I kind of need somebody that I can have good chat with. And so I'm just, I'm on the lookout for a new girl. So I'm hoping that I can find somebody before I head to Canada, but we'll see. I know there's, I know there's a lot of really great stylists in the area that I'm in, in Utah. It's just a matter of finding one that I like that also might be able to fit me in next week, which I know is super last minute when it comes to booking a hair appointment. So we'll just see. We'll see what happens. But that's a quick life update for anybody who cared. I know nobody asked for it, but I'm just going to share it anyways, because that way you get a little bit more of an insight into who I am and what my day-to-day life looks like. So moving into the content for today's podcast, we're going to chat about the five dimensions of self-care. So to give you a quick rundown, those five dimensions are physical, intellectual, social, spiritual, and emotional. And I think what I want to do for this podcast is I want to go through each of those five dimensions one at a time and just touch on a couple of different points. And then that way it gives you a couple of ideas if you're like, oh yeah, I really need to look at something in this area to help me have more well-rounded self-care. Then that's really the intention for today because I learned a lot and I was like, oh, I need to pay attention to this area or okay, I <laughs> I also need to pay attention to this area. So there were a couple really great personal insights that I had, and I'm hoping that as you're listening, you're able to glean something from this content as well. So jumping right in, that first dimension is physical self-care. So physical self-care involves fitness, movement for your body. It involves sleep habits. Um, it also involves the way that we manage stress. I think that that can be physical sometimes. And then even like really basic things like dental and medical checkups, making sure that we're taking care of our body in those regards as well. So when it comes to fitness, um, I think that the most important thing here is to just find something that you love to do. 
and to try to be active for at least 30 minutes a day. I know that we hear that all the time, but something that I think can really help with that is finding something that you love to do. So for me, um, I've jumped around when it comes to the fitness industry and I've never really been consistent with one thing, which also might be my downfall. (laughs) But I know I went through a period where I was doing weights. I was doing strength training and then I went through a period was like, I want to run. And so I started running and then I went through a period where I was only going to yoga classes in the evenings. And so I really kind of been all over the place, but what I'm trying to say is just find something that you love to do and then try and be consistent in doing that or give yourself, you know, an off and on schedule. So I'm going to involve cardio and then I'm going to do strength training on these days, whatever works for you, whatever fits in your schedule um, find something that you love to do. And then when it comes to sleep habits as part of physical self-care, I think the biggest takeaway is to just make sure that you're getting enough sleep. So I know I mentioned this in one of my previous episodes, but I tend to need a lot of sleep and I'm really trying to get a good, (laughs) a good night's routine ready so that I can really set my body, prepare my body for a good night's rest. Um, And part of that is going to bed at a decent time. So one thing that's hard for me is I work a a nine to five and sometimes I have a little bit of work that I need to bring home, but I'm trying to be better at not doing that. But my husband's job is, it's really different hours and he tends to work evenings most of the time. So it's hard because I'll come home and then I'll want to wait up for him, but sometimes he doesn't get home until 1030 or 11 o'clock at night. And then by the time he gets home and we have a chat and then like get into bed and get ready for bed, it just extends the evening for me so much longer. So that's one thing that I am trying to manage a little bit better is to just make sure that I'm going to bed at a decent time and that I'm waking up at a decent time. I know I'm one of those people, I think most people are this way, but I don't know, maybe not, that if I even sleep too long, like I know my body needs more sleep than some, but if I sleep too long, then I'm just really tired and I feel like I'm dragging throughout the day and that's not what I want. That doesn't give me the energy (laughs) that I want for the day. So really just paying attention to my sleep habits. Um, Another thing that falls under the umbrella of physical self-care is stress management. So one thing that I've been loving recently is the 555 breathing technique. I'm sure some of you are familiar with it, but essentially you take a deep breath in for five seconds and then you hold it. You hold it for five seconds and then you release it for five seconds and you can repeat that two or three times. And I love doing this because it really helps calm my mind. It brings my heart rate back to a more calm heart rate if I feel like I am getting really anxious. And so breathing techniques like that, again, that's one of my favorites, but there are tons out there. If you just do a quick internet search, you can find a lot or there are breathing walkthroughs on like YouTube. You can walk through like a really short and simple guided meditation. That could be another thing to try for stress management. Um, I know in my last episode, I talked about saying no and really setting boundaries because I feel like when it comes to, or when it comes to stress management, it's all about finding that balance and that balance is super individual. So it's really just listening to your body and what your body needs. And really that shows up in all these five dimensions that we're talking about today. So I'll leave it at that. I know we'll touch on it a little bit later, but how you manage stress is part of your physical self-care. And then the last thing that it mentioned was dental and medical checkups. So with the pandemic, I have not been in to either of those (laughs) for a minute. 
Um, but I do know that those are something that I need to schedule and that I need to go in just for a checkup because I do think that proactive care can be really helpful, especially when it comes to those two things specifically. So that way you're just on top of anything before it becomes a more serious issue. So anyways, just a gentle reminder for me to go in and have your checkups. Okay, the second dimension of self-care is intellectual self-care. So this really involves personal growth. Um, it encompasses continuous pursuit of learning or simply just educating yourself. It's all about engaging in new things and then practicing mindfulness or working towards a positive mindset. All kind of fall under intellectual self-care. So to break that one down a little bit, personal growth or that idea of continuous learning and education. I think if you're in school, then you're probably doing this, right? You're you're getting that education, you're consistently learning, you're being presented with new ideas and opportunities to explore that information. But if you are like me and you've already graduated, sometimes I feel like this can be harder. And I love learning. I am somebody who gravitates towards that, who really appreciates learning and I loved school. When I was in school, I absolutely loved it. College was a little bit harder <laughs> because sometimes I was like, oh, okay, I'm, you know, I'm so close to graduating. I just wanted to be done. But overall, I do really appreciate learning. So something that's been helpful for me is to engage in new things and then learn about those new things that I'm engaging in. So a couple of those have been home renovations or learning about how to do a certain project. Um, and that was really fun for us. Like I mentioned in one of my earlier episodes, my husband and I have been remodeling and renovating our 1950s home. So that's come with a lot of its own unique challenges. And we've had the opportunity to learn about certain projects or how to complete them or which power tool might be best. So I've been learning a lot there. I'm also currently learning a lot about management since that's where I'm currently at in work, so learning tips and tricks there, also sharing that knowledge with my husband um, and what he's been learning and what he's sharing with me. That's been super helpful to kind of have that continuous learning. And then I also, I do a little bit of hand lettering as well, so that's like the faux fancy calligraphy that's more modern. Um, so I do that for weddings and events. And so when I was first starting out, I had to learn what markers are the best and how to best clean your surfaces and how to preserve writing if that's something that you're doing. So lots of just little odds and ends along the way, but those things helped keep my learning exciting. So one tip that I have for this realm of intellectual self-care is to make a list of new things that you want to try. Even if it's just a few things, just list out a couple of things that you want to try and then go for it. Go ahead and try some of those new things or at least learn about them. So then you can be like, mm, do I want to pursue this? Is this something that would be interesting to me? And something that you could also do is grab a friend or grab your spouse and try out something new together or don't be afraid to go out and explore on your own. So one thing that really excited me and it still excites me. I just sometimes I feel like it's a dream down the road, but I would love to own a venue. And whether that's for weddings or just like big events or um, parties, like I just think it would be so fun to own a venue. So that's obviously not something that I can just go and try out, but I have done a lot of research online. So I've created a little folder on my laptop that's all about 
venues and I learn from people who have a venue or who have multiple venues or people who decorate venues and the process that kind of goes on behind that. So that's something that I am still exploring and I know I feel like it's like a dream and I would love to manifest that and make it a reality, but I also know that that's really kind of different from where I'm at in life right now and it would take a lot of work and a lot of time, but it's still something that excites me to learn about and I'm still gaining knowledge that way. So um, another part of intellectual self-care is all about mindfulness and having a positive mindset. So the biggest tips I can provide here are to just simply take time to be slow I know I've mentioned that one of my favorite things to do to be slow and to stay in the moment is to have that porch time with my cats where it's just really calm and right now as the weather's changing, it's a little bit cooler outside, which I really like. I still did it in the summer, but sometimes it was hot and then I was like, okay, I need to get back into the AC. (laughs) But now that it's getting cooler, it's been nice to just sit outside, feel the breeze, the leaves, I know they're changing in the mountains. I can see them and they're just starting to change on a couple of trees down here in my neighborhood. So it's it's looking really lovely outside. That's something that I like to do. Another thing that I am trying to implement is to have lunch away from my desk. That way I'm not multitasking where I don't need to. And I, I really do want to honor this more, but mealtimes should be a time of mindfulness as well. So we shouldn't be rushing to eat. We shouldn't be, you know, just grabbing something really quick and having it in the car, but really taking time to be mindful while we eat is something that I personally would like to work on. And then I don't remember where I learned this tip, but this is something that I think is really cool for mindfulness. And it's to check in with your five senses in the moment. So if you were I'm just going to use this as an example because I've done it before, but I would be sitting up in the canyon and I would just take a minute to pause and you, you kind of feel the air around you. What is that like? You smell, you can smell the woods, you can smell whatever else might be up there. Sometimes it's a campfire. Sometimes there's other things. Um, sometimes in the spring there's like some floral notes. So you take the time to smell. What do you see? What can you hear? What do you taste? Like you just take a minute to really focus on each of the five senses. And that is a really quick, simple way to be in the moment and to focus on each of those aspects. So that's something that you could try if you've never used that technique before. And then I think when we talk about having a positive mindset, one thing that really helps me to stay positive is gratitude. And when I feel like I'm having a really negative day or a really negative mindset, gratitude helps me find the positives and the things that I can be grateful for, even if it's really simple and even if it's me being grateful for the same thing week after week. (laughs) So those are probably my tips that I have. I know there's a lot of other ones out there when it comes to intellectual self-care, but hopefully a few of those items stood out to you as well. Okay, moving on. The third dimension. I was like, oh, what are these called? The third dimension of so or of self-care is social self-care. And this is all about having a supportive network of friends and people that you can turn to when you need an uplifting moment, when you need guidance, or when you simply just need somebody to talk to. Um, this realm is really one that can help us create a sense of belonging, which I know is so important in the world, especially right now. So one thing that I'm trying to do is, and I'm not, again, I'm not very good at it because I know I've been really busy. So I'm, I'm working on that balance within my own life, but I would like to have a monthly girls night out. 
And whether that's just me and I have a sister, but she's she's like 12, so <laughs> she's a little bit younger. Um, we don't always have the same interests, but I do have really incredible sisters-in-law. And so it would be great to have a monthly night out where it's just us, whether we go out to eat or we go out to do something, or we all come hang over at hang out over at my place and we just do a spa night or a movie night. But something like that I think would be really lovely or grabbing a bunch of girlfriends together and trying out a new activity or doing something exciting and we could even like switch off, you know, who decides what the activity is. But something along those lines I think would be really nice for social self-care. And then one thing that I know I need to be better at as well as connecting with friends that I haven't been able to chat with in a while. And I have some really incredible friends where maybe we don't chat for a couple of months, but then we can have a message or a phone call and it's it's like we didn't skip a beat. And I love those those friendships and those relationships. And I'm coming to realize that, like, yes, I get along with everybody. Yes, I can chat with people but I'm really not one to have a bunch of different friends, like a huge friend circle. I really just tend to have a couple of relationships that mean a lot to me. And there are those ones that I can pick up after a couple of months and it's, we love catching up and the conversation just goes on for hours and, and it's like nothing, there was no delay, nothing changed. So I really appreciate those and my close friends that I can connect with on that level. And then Something else that I think could fall into this as well is having date nights with your spouse or your significant other to really just make sure that you're creating time and space for those moments to happen as well. The fourth dimension is spiritual self-care. So spiritual self-care is really all about your beliefs and values. And I feel like this one really connects with people on a personal level or it's not that it connects, but that it's individualized. It's really um, cater to each person. So my spiritual self-care might look different from your spiritual self-care. But this is, again, about beliefs and values that guide your life. And it also focuses and centers around practices that help nourish your soul, that help you to seek understanding and allow you to explore your spiritual life. So for me, and again, like I said, like what my spiritual self-care might be might be different from yours. But for me, this is reading sacred scripture, it's practicing prayer, and it's expressing gratitude. Um, I also think for me, it's about taking time to reflect on what I believe and value and what makes me happy or what connects me to my higher self, and then making sure that I'm honoring that for myself as well. So gratitude is really a huge part of this. Um, And I I do honestly believe that it does help connect me to my higher self. But I want you to think about what you value. What are you honoring? What are things that you you believe that you personally care about or want to make sure that you give attention to? And then just take a moment to think, am I honoring those things? Am I creating space for them in my life? Am I surrounding myself with people that either have similar values or that are comfortable with me sharing my values and beliefs? Because I think that that kind of goes back to social self-care as well. We have to feel like we want to be in a place where we can be our authentic self, where we can show up in the ways that we want to. And where spiritual self-care is something that's so personal, it may not be something that you share with others or it may be something that you just kind of keep to yourself and that's totally okay. That one doesn't have to be a social aspect at all because, again, it is really catered to you as an individual and what your spiritual needs are. So I'm going to leave that one short, simple, and sweet, but I think it is a realm that we still need to make sure that we're giving attention to. And then the last dimension of self-care is emotional self-care. 
And so this is really about the awareness of your feelings and your emotions. It's dealing with stress positively, which I know we kind of talked about with physical self-care. It's about cultivating a sense of compassion, kindness, and love, not only for others, but also for ourselves. So in our house, we say, feel your feelings. And I know that that's kind of, (laughs) that's like a big phrase for me. So not even in our house, but like whenever I'm out with friends or wherever I go, that's something that is, is really close to me and that I share often because it is absolutely okay to feel your feelings, to feel what you are going through. I think we all have these different emotions and when we feel a certain way about something, it creates an opportunity for us to explore that feeling in a deeper way. And I think we can learn a lot about ourselves when we take the time to sit with and understand our feelings and emotions. And so I I know that I'm guilty of this and I'm sure some of you are too, but I can sometimes bottle up my feelings and I just pack it down. I pack it down. I, I'm, like, I'm not going to cry about this. I'm not going to get emotional. I'm not going to get mad. And then at some point I just break and I explode and it all comes out. And I know that that's not healthy and that's not how I want to have my emotions manifest themselves in a really big explosive way. And so that's why I personally think it's really um, important to, to feel your feelings that if you are feeling sad, not that you have to cry about it for hours or let it disrupt your whole day, but really take a moment to think about, okay, this is making me sad or this is making me angry. Why am I feeling this way? And try to get to the root core rather than just brushing off the surface dust. I think this also goes the opposite way and we don't focus on this enough is when we just have those blissful moments or when we have moments of pure joy, why am I feeling this way? How can I capture this moment? It goes back to living in the moment, but really trying to seek an understanding for why we're feeling the way that we are feeling so that we can show up in those emotions a little bit more if that's something that we choose to do. So um, that's kind of my thoughts on, on making sure that you do take time to explore your feelings. And then the other part of emotional self-care is dealing with stress in positive ways. So I know we've already talked about this, whether it's saying no, making sure that we have a balance, whether it's breathing breathing exercises, but I think that journaling can fall into this category as well. And I know I've talked about journaling on my last couple of episodes, um, but making sure that we, again, can take the time to understand ourselves. And so whether that's simply thinking through our emotions or whether that's taking the time to write them out. I know for me, sometimes it's like, yeah, I can think about it, but if I can actually write in a journal and maybe it's not formatted in a neat, concise, or pretty way at all, I think when I want to understand my emotions, I tend to do more of a brain dump in my journal. So it's me just writing and I'm not caring about the way that it looks. I'm not caring about the spelling. I don't even know which direction that writing will take, but it's just a matter of getting it out of my head. And then that way, as I'm getting it on paper, I can really start to explore why I'm feeling a certain way or really let the authentic nature of those feelings come through. So journaling, I think, is a huge one for me. And then the last part of emotional self-care is to be kind with ourselves and with others. And for me, I know that I can be kind to others, but sometimes I have a really hard time being kind and compassionate towards myself. And so ways that I want to better show up in this dimension of self-care is to use positive and kind words when I talk about my body. 
I don't want to put myself down in a negative weight. And I know that that's easier said than done, but out loud, like verbally speaking kind words about myself, I think will be really helpful to me. And I know that that's helpful for a lot of girls or just a lot of humans in general. We don't often compliment ourselves out loud or take the time to see what we like about ourselves. And I think that can be really powerful and it can help manifest more of that kindness for ourselves if we're verbally putting things out into the universe. So using positive and kind words, but then also paying attention to our bodies and what they need. And so sometimes our body needs water. There will be times where I'm at work and I'm like, okay, I I just sat through a couple of meetings. I worked through a bunch of emails. I worked on a project and I have not had anything to drink for the last four hours. So then I'm like, I really need to make sure that I get some water in. So checking in with myself there. Um, sleep. I know we've kind of talked about sleep earlier. Food. Do I need to eat? <laughs> when was the last time I had food? Um, fresh air. Do I need to get up and get outside? Have I been stuck inside watching a TV show for too long or something like that? Does my body need to get up and move around? So movement also kind of falls into that. One thing that I like as well, and I think this kind of falls into a couple of different dimensions, but I really appreciate a good massage every once in a while and my husband is so sweet we'll we'll kind of like switch off so he'll be like oh can I have one and then I'll give you one and sometimes he'll just come give me one and he is so kind and really attentive to my needs and that's something that I am really appreciative of but having a massage sometimes just lets me relax my body it helps me get into a more calm state it allows me to pay attention to where I feel pain in my body and then take a minute to try and you know, thank my body for the work that it's done that day and then release that pain. And so it's almost a mental thing as well, where my body just gets so tense because I'm carrying all the stress and things that I do throughout the day. And then having that massage is just a way to release it um, and be grateful for that moment. So that's something that I really appreciate as well. So that's it. Those are the five dimensions of self-care. And I I know that was a lot. (laughs) There's a lot of different ideas in there. So I'm hoping that a few of these things and ideas resonated with you. And the biggest takeaway that I have from all of this is just to make sure that you're paying attention to yourself and that you're caring for yourself in each of these five ways. So if you feel like there's an area where you would like to improve or where you would like to maybe just give a little bit more focus and attention to, I would just gently invite you to pick one thing from that category or from a couple of different categories or dimensions that you can go to when you are feeling low or off in that area to really make sure that you're giving yourself the attention that you need, that you're feeling really well taken care of in all of these five different dimensions because that's what your higher self would want. That's what the girl that we're all working towards would want to have. So I hope that that gives you a little bit of an aha moment or something, like I said, to work towards. And let's go. Let's do it for her.